This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Good morning and welcome. I'm your host, Kate, Kate Bendel. I'm here in Dunedin. This has been my sober home for 10 years. Um, Previous to that, I was from Hawke's Bay, where I also had a stint of about 10 years sobriety. So this show is for anyone who has some interest in the role that alcohol is playing in their life and perhaps a way that you're not happy with. So today on the show, what I'm going to talk to you about is to explain how yoga has a model and an understanding of of life in general, actually, that is particularly helpful for dealing with alcohol. So just a very brief history. I... I had a a major drinking problem that happened right from when I was a teenager. Things didn't slowly build for me as they do for some people. Um, I was in an AA meeting by the time I was 18. I was in rehab by the time I was 21. And I was still drinking by the time I was 30. So AA, rehab, all the conventional things were not enough for me at that point to actually find long-term happy sobriety. I did have stints of being sober. A lot of those were quite unhappy. Like I, you may be familiar with the term white-knuckling it. It means you're just hanging on for dear life and you're not drinking, but other than that, that life is not feeling very good. So that is my history with drinking and how I eventually got sober and stayed sober and started to really enjoy my life was through yoga. So if you're listening to this, you might be relating to this idea of having given up alcohol and being miserable. Sometimes that is what happens for people. But the beautiful and confronting and confusing thing about alcohol use or misuse is it's very personal there isn't one magic bullet there isn't just one path so I hope if you are even vaguely interested in this topic or know somebody who is being affected by alcohol that you just stick around and listen because it may be there's something into morning into this morning show that could be useful that could be helpful and could give some hope because it can be a fairly gruelling experience and it's incredibly common. I work one-on-one with people who are changing their relationship with alcohol and one of the biggest things that they reveal to me is how shamed they are and I relate to this. I felt very ashamed of my drinking when I was in the thick of it and therefore we keep it secret. And when there's a secret, it's very hard to bring healing or positivity to to that problem when it's a secret. So 
it might be good news or bad news, but there's a lot. There's a lot of us out there who have had problems with alcohol or who are currently having problems with alcohol. This COVID situation seems to have accelerated what was borderline drinking for some people, and it's now moved out of a slightly grey, is this a problem, into actually this now has become a serious problem for me. And I think we're at least at at a time in history where people are recognising that we're not talking about ending up on a park bench with a paper bag. That's a really, really small minority of problem drinkers end up in that situation. Most of us still have what on the outside would appear to be a fairly functional life. Most of us are still managing to hold down a job. Most of us are still in relationships. We have partners, children, friends, neighbours. Most of us are still paying our bills. And to other people looking in, would appear to have just a kind of standard ordinary life. And this is the reality that we are going home and usually it's at home by ourselves or with a partner, if there's a partner in the home, that what is becoming this often for people daily, binge drinking, um, of drinking way, way more than you intended and feeling really, really bad about it. And it starts to, over time, have adverse effects on our health, on our relationship. And as yoga would say, more than anything, it stops us reaching our full potential. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about what yoga sees as the path of life for all of us and how this kind of dovetails so beautifully into dealing with alcohol. So yoga says that we're all on a journey and that that journey is to fulfill our personal potential, our, if you like Sanskrit words, it's our svar dharma. We all have it. We have this seed potential. Just like if you look at perhaps vegetables, a capsicum seed has the potential to become a capsicum. A bean seed has the potential to become a bean. A capsicum seed will never become a bean and vice versa. And so it goes for us as humans. We have the potential to be fully and uniquely ourselves. And that is what this life journey is about for us. And there's certain things that get in the way. And really, that is what the journey of yoga is about. It is to embark on a path that helps you face those obstacles so that you can reach your full potential. And so these obstacles don't just apply to people with drinking problems, but they certainly do. So I'm just going to read out what these, there's nine of these obstacles and the chances are that most of us will encounter all of them at some point. But as you hear me read them out and describe them, there may be one or two that really leap out at you and you think, yeah, I have that going on in my life or I've had that going on for the last decade or two or three 
often we have strong patterns with some of them more than others. And particularly addiction um, does fit a couple of the categories more than others. So these nine obstacles that are going to get in the way of us achieving our life purpose are viadi, and viadi is illness, and that's anywhere on the continuum of a mild illness right through to to cancer or something. And how viadi is an obstacle is it means that when we have an illness, we can't get on and do the things that we would normally be doing. So it kind of slows us down or completely stops us or makes us go in another direction. Viadi is an interesting one, though, because illness can can be an opportunity for growth. You possibly know in your own life how people respond differently to illness. Some people, when they receive an illness, it just completely is the end for them. It's like everything becomes um, negative and becomes about the illness and they, their life just kind of starts on a downhill trajectory. Whereas some people can use the suffering of an illness to really dig deep and transform themselves, not even meaning that they necessarily get rid of the illness, but that they have a new way of relating to themselves in life. So that's the first obstacle. And some people would actually put alcohol issues in there. If you follow 12-step and AA philosophies, they, and some medical perspectives, they say alcohol misuse is a disease. You don't have to buy into that or believe that um, I'm a little bit disinclined to go down that path, but if you are someone who relates to your own drinking problem as a disease, right there, first obstacle, you have it. So the second obstacle is stiana, and this means that we have mental strain or fatigue and it means that we can't think or act properly. Most of us have this at some point, if not frequently. Uh, the third obstacle is some shire. And this is confusion and doubt. Now this plays a really big part in dealing with alcohol use or misuse. A lot of the people I work with in this journey are really not sure if alcohol is going to stay in their life or not. If you've got to the point of drinking heavily and depending on alcohol, like you've built up in a, a dependence or even addiction to it, there is part of you that is heavily, heavily invested in drinking. You love it. I loved it. We do it because it's also serving a function. In some ways, it works for us, even though it might be causing a massive amount of destruction and a huge mess in our life. It's also filling some function, whether it's stress release, whether it's dealing with numbing, often is a common one, um, whether it's suppressing feelings of loneliness or anxiety, um, a lot of people can feel some kind of social need. 
So when it comes to recognizing, okay, this isn't so great, I'm suffering terrible hangovers, I'm doing stupid things when I'm drinking, I'm really damaging my health, um, I'm losing all my morals when I'm drinking, you, there, there is this terrible space that a lot of people are in where on the one hand it's I'm hating this, I really want to stop, I'm tired of it, I'm sick of it. But on the other hand, it's like actually it's my best friend. It's the the thing I look forward to at the end of the day. And this puts you in a place of doubt, some chaya. And when there's doubt, what that means is the opposite of clarity. And when we're in doubt, it's very, very hard to take positive sustainable action it's like we flip-flop one day yes yes I'm going to stop then the next day ah, oh, actually maybe I'll stop next week and for my own journey I would say the first 15 years of me trying to give up alcohol it was mainly driven by the sense of um, knowing how much damage I was doing to myself but there was still, I had doubt. It was like, do I really want to spend the rest of my life without alcohol? I, I really don't think so. And so I could never actually sustain it because I was flip-flopping. One day I wanted to stop and then the next week it was like, oh, actually I'm not so sure. And as soon as there's doubt, we lose resolve. And it's... Um, Probably you can relate to it also if you've ever tried to moderate some other kind of behavior, like, you know, I'm not going to have sugar, you know, or anything else. Like, we're, you know, two, three weeks into 2020, people have probably made some kind of resolution or idea of some stuff that they want to happen for this year. And chances are a lot of us already, some of those have fallen over. What seemed like a really good idea on the 1st of January, it's like, actually, I haven't been able to do that. I haven't been able to sustain it. And that's often because there's doubt. We're not 100% fully committed. So doubt is definitely something that will hold us back from reaching our full potential. And almost the opposite of that is this other obstacle, the fourth obstacle, which is pramada, and that's haste. It's like rushing in, um, kind of reacting to something rather than being slow and thoughtful and responding. And I also see this in people I work with, and I run an online smart recovery meeting once a week, which helps people deal with alcohol or addiction issues. And so often someone comes on the call and last night or two nights ago they did something horrendous. They did they crossed some kind of line for themselves in their drug or alcohol use and they're like, right, come to the meeting and it's like, right, I'm never ever going to drink again or I'm never ever going to use whatever drug they're using again. Often those people don't do so well in long-term recovery. It's like they haven't thought it through. They haven't had a really good, honest look at their situation. They haven't prepared themselves at all. And just haste often brings a less than desirable result. So in yoga, this it is considered an obstacle. And particularly these days, we're living in an environment 
that is everything's kind of instant. There's a lot of um, quick thinking, reactive, instantaneous behaviors that we're surrounded in. So even more than in the past, just taking time to reflect. Do in yoga, it's called Svadhyaya, self-reflection. Just understand the situation before you commit to doing something. So I just want to say that these, where I'm taking this from is from the Yoga Sutras. This is the underpinning philosophy of yoga. And this was written thousands of years ago. So if you think, they were talking about that then, haste. But thousands of years ago. So it's even more of a thing now. And and this also adds weight to yoga as a path of recovery or reaching your full potential. That it's talking about the basic human condition. And this hasn't changed over thousands of years. And so the solution solutions that yoga offers are still relevant because they're not some faddy modern uh, that makes me sound really old-fashioned um some modern things are fantastic but i also think there's we're almost overwhelmed these days with choices of of what to do and and where to seek um solutions from there's almost too much whereas yoga has been around for thousands of years and it has been around for thousands of years because it works so that's just a little plug for yoga there um the next obstacle that can play out is alasya which is kind of laziness numbness sluggishness that kind of just hanging out on the couch like just no motivation, no interest, no desire to engage in in your life. And I wouldn't necessarily say this is a huge thing in addiction or alcohol misuse, but it can become so when the use has become chronic, like when we're talking 10, 20 years of chronic alcohol misuse sometimes by that stage there's just this total like a sense of just no there's no spark there's no ability to imagine life even being any better or being any different so sometimes when I work with people I see this but it's it's not one of the standout ones whereas for some other people definitely um there, there can be this general feeling in life of I just can't be bothered and it's pretty easy actually now to not be bothered it's pretty easy to sit on the couch plug in and eat junk food it's certainly an option <laughs> um so another one of the um obstacles um this is the main one that i see is avarati so this is when our senses are just greedy for stimulation it also implies a, a lack of restraint and it is addiction so this is an absolute obstacle for anyone who's dealing with alcohol. Um, another one is Brantadashana, which is an obstacle as if we've got a, a, a mindset, a, a, an idea 
which is a very narrow point of view. Like we've got an extremely narrow narrow mindedness. Um, again, I don't see this necessarily so often in people dealing with their drinking issue. I think, but obviously, we probably all know people in life who've got extremely limited, narrow points of view, and usually they're not they're living a limited life because the, the mind is so limited. Um, the eighth one is Alabda Bumi Tattva, and this is the obstacle of just actually not being able to reach the goal of um, of lack of perseverance. And yes, sadly, I do see this a lot and experience this a lot myself when I was trying to control my drinking or master my relationship with alcohol. It's like trying really hard and failing. And this is an obstacle. If you are in the stage in your life that you have become dependent on alcohol, it's not necessarily an easy thing to move beyond. It is something that affects all layers of ourselves. And and that's because it gets us mentally, emotionally, physically and habitually. So it's one of the, the major obstacles I see. And the final one is also probably one of the major ones as well. It's anavasti tattva and that's um, regression, like before back. Or in the, these systems, it's called um, relapse. So again, that's often a really big obstacle on the path when, when dealing with alcohol. So as you can see, there's nine obstacles there. Not everybody gets all of them, but if you are someone who is struggling with alcohol and addiction issues in your life, you've got four of those already quite strongly. And it doesn't mean that you can't get beyond it. Yoga has solutions. And it's not just about doing asana of what people often think of yoga. There's lifestyle habits, there's mantra, there's meditation, there's breathing exercises, there's many, many things that we can do if we follow the path of yoga that will help us move beyond this limiting experience of being addicted or dependent on alcohol. So I work individually with people. My information is on my website, Kate Bendel, that's Kate Bendel, which is B-E-N-D-A-L-L, katebendel.org. My information is there. But equally, if you're not quite ready for working one-on-one and are curious about yoga, I teach a few classes in Dunedin, but there's lots of yoga in Dunedin and there's lots of yoga on YouTube. Obviously, it varies in quality, but... Doing something is better than doing nothing. There's also 12-step meetings in Dunedin and there's Smart Recovery, which you can look up online. They're free online meetings. Some people have a lot of success with them. I run one every Tuesday night. It's um, it's free and online. So if you're worried about your drinking or you're worried about someone you love, what please um, p- pass on any of this information or you can listen to this on the ORFM website just under the podcast. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to Kate Bendel, Sobe Yoga. And equally, if you have something you want me to talk about or cover in these episodes, 
the details of how to contact me are on my website. So thank you for listening and I'll be back in two weeks. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.